Hi, I'm Rachel Melema, host of the Fearless Podcast. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If you can't tell from my accent, I'm Australian and I come from a small town in the center of the country. My goal for this podcast is to discuss topics and questions related to navigating today's society as a young Christian. And so today's question will be discussing, how can I start a small group? Now, personally, I have a small group and where I'm from, we call them connect groups. And the connect group that I lead is a youth girls connect group. And I've been leading it now for about four years. There have been lots of ups and downs and every turn that I take, I seem to learn something new about how to run my small group. And today I wanted to jump on here and share a few things that I know about running a small group and what has worked for me personally. My connect group is a traditional Bible study connect group. However, there are several different types of connect groups that don't involve studying the Bible. Some revolve around particular events, hobbies, or skills. And for what I'm going to be talking about today, they'll mostly revolve around the traditional Bible study connect group. So to start off with, I want to say this. Starting a connect group is such a great idea, mostly because it's where we can come together to meaningfully live life together with other people, cultivate authentic friendships, and be accountable to these people. And if you're in a traditional Bible study connect group like I am, then you're also growing in your relationship with God and you're learning more about the Bible. Technically, with my connect group, the leadership was passed on to me. Beforehand, I used to be a member of this connect group. And guess what? Just like the name of this podcast is, its name is also called Fearless. And it's based off the scripture Proverbs 31.25. Anyway, so the leadership was passed on to me because the former leader was moving into state. And I felt like leading a connect group was such an honor. And I came to know Christ in my connect group when I was younger. I encountered the Holy Spirit right then and there in my former connect group leader's dining room of all places. I met amazing women who helped me overcome my anxiety and depression and showed me what authentic real friendships were. We prayed together, we had dinner together, we went to youth group together, and they were never fake with me. They were always having my back and encouraged me in how to make the right decisions. And sometimes that meant giving me tough love. (laughs) When the leadership was given to me, my friends had all grown up into young adults and the youth girls that were a part of it were all, were just a completely new group. I knew that I wanted to make the atmosphere the same as what I experienced, but I still had to do some praying and contemplating into what I'm calling my first tip, which is number one, determining what you want to accomplish in the connect group. Now, I didn't have the spiritual maturity or wisdom that comes with age like my previous connect group leader did, but after praying and thinking about it, I developed a vision statement for my connect group, and it was this, to build up young women to be knowledgeable, strong, faith-firmed, contributing leaders of society. Now, isn't that a mouthful? (laughs) This meant that I wanted to intentionally build up the youth girls' knowledge, whether practical or biblical. I wanted them to feel like every time they left the connect group, they would feel strong and empowered and to stand boldly for Jesus and to have firm faith in God and not to be bothered by peer pressure that they might receive from other people. And this is something that was particularly important to me because that's what I was going through in high school. I was very impressionable and I didn't want these girls to be as wimpy as I was in high school. And since peer pressure is still rampant in today's society, it was something that I felt needed focusing on. And lastly, I wanted to help them become leaders. Now, a lot of people don't think that they're leaders, but in fact, everyone is a leader or a role model to somebody. And we need to actively think about how might we be influencing them. Developing this was something that I really wanted to cultivate. And particularly since the youth of the next generation are going to be our future leaders. So tip number two is gather people. 
Every leader gathers people in order to join a connect group differently. But for me, I was kind of lucky because I already had established a group. But the years went on and on and people graduated and obviously the numbers went down. So I actually became a youth leader within my church's youth ministry and I was cultivating meaningful relationships with the youth girls and eventually asked them if they wanted to be part of a connect group and I thought maybe this is something they might be interested in. Now you can always put your connect group on the church's website, but I personally feel like a personal invitation is the way to go. It expresses value from the start. Obviously, though, I also had to think about who to invite. I couldn't invite boys because it's not a boys Bible study group. It's a youth girls connect group. So clearly my invitations would be geared more towards them. My biggest challenge with this is that at the start, I was walking up to people that I didn't know, and it's actually something I'm trying to get the hang of. I'm 50% extroverted and 50% introverted, according to multiple reruns of the 16personalities.com personality test. I fluctuate between being an ISFJ and an ESFJ, and depending on how confident I feel that given day, sometimes I have no problem walking up to strangers and talking to them, and some days I get really nervous about it. The Well, the way that I see it is that if we're not getting out of our comfort zone, we're not growing, which leads me to the third step, which is tip number three, develop your skills. My favorite leadership coach is John C. Maxwell. And one of my favorite quotes from him is that we cannot become what we need by remaining where we are. When the leadership was first given to me, I really needed a lot of leadership training. I needed to learn so many skills. But above all, I needed to learn how to love people and how to meaningfully build relationships. If you've heard previous podcasts, I'm naturally inclined to a negative mindset, and that's something that I'm struggling with. So this was very hard for me, and to not always jump at the worst case scenario was especially hard. So with this area in particular, there's no training that can help you to love others and to intentionally build relationships. You just need to be so passionate about what you're doing and you just need to already make up your mind that you just do it. Other than that, it does help you to to have a better understanding of what it means to be a leader and how to effectively facilitate discussion. So in my case, I also had to learn how to teach youth girls how to study the Bible for themselves and not just spoon feed them. The website, smallgroups.com or Lifeway Women or any of John C. Maxwell's books or even any Life Guide topical and Bible study guides are very, very useful. There's always something to be learned. I also learned what I can from articles from John Piper on Desiring God, Set Apart Girl Ministries, Fervor, Boundless, etc. The list can go on. There are so many resources out there. You just need to look. So with all three of these steps catered to, I suppose you're ready to hold your first meeting. But as you prepare of what you're going to be studying or doing together for your first meeting, as a leader, you need to take a deep breath and calm down (laughs) and just have some realistic expectations. I used to feel so nervous all the time because I was always worried, like, what if people are going to turn up or not? Or, you know, what if, you know, they're not going to listen to me and things like that. But what I've learned is ultimately this isn't my group. It's God's. I'm just facilitating. So I would always pray at the start that the Holy Spirit would just flow through me and to help me to lead and facilitate the best that I can. And with that mentality, I could say that every group meeting that I've had was a success. There are other tips like practical things like have maybe 15 to 20 minutes of worship music, whether that's you play worship music on Spotify or if you have some talented musicians, you can play live music. But having worship music before the study really helps align everyone's hearts and minds before you get into the study. 
or that's what I've found at least. Or if it's in your home, uh, create a welcoming atmosphere with some soft music or candles or maybe even actually clean the house before the guests arrive, have dinner together, and at the end of the discussion, just take some time to pray together for everyone's needs. Try not to get off topic too much. I especially found that was really hard, especially obviously we're girls, we're going to get off topic and we're going to talk about things that we probably shouldn't be talking about, but it's just it's just a matter of having fun. Just get people talking and open up with icebreakers and fun little games. But no matter what kind of group you decide to do, just focus on building relationships above all so that everyone knows each other and hopefully starts to trust in each other and just has fun. After that, the best part comes, which is making way for people to open up, be honest, and be vulnerable later. Well, there is so much more that I can say on this topic and what I've learned over the years. I can keep going forever and ever, but for now, that's all we have time for. I only want to keep these podcasts to about 10 minutes. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you were strengthened and encouraged by it. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and I hope to see you next time. Bye.